Hello, everyone. Welcome to Peer-to-Peer Real Estate Show. I'm your host, William Morales. On today's show, I have Brian Grimes. Brian is an Ivy League-educated real estate entrepreneur and coach. Upon graduation from Columbia University in 2011, he embarked on a career in financial planning at AXA Advisors before transitioning to high net worth asset management at Bridgewater Advisors. In 2015, Brian launched his own real estate development company in his hometown of Philadelphia and has since gone to gut renovate 300 plus rental properties across the country using the Burr strategy, which we'll talk about today. And Brian, thank you so much for being on Peer-to-Peer Real Estate Show. How are you, sir? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. No, my pleasure. So, Brian, did you know early on that you wanted to be uh, a real estate entrepreneur, uh, straight entrepreneur? Was that something that you uh, you grew up with that was in your blood early on, or, or maybe it fell into your lap? Did you know you're going to be the Warren Buffett of the birth strategy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I would I wouldn't say I knew that much, but I, I definitely <laughs> knew that I wanted to be my own boss. I I grew up. Um, Kind of, I can recall sitting in the back seat of the car, and my my father is very entrepreneurial. He had his his own uh, business, and he um, he used to work for. He started off working for Xerox, and then he was um, he he did his own spinoff. So he was selling faxes and copy machines all along like the Northeast Coast, um, making good money, and you know had the gift of gab. So I'm sitting in the back seat and kind of watching him rip and run the road and uh, be an entrepreneur. Uh, my mother was also very entrepreneurial as well. So I knew that I wanted to be my own boss very early on and kind of have my own go at it for sure. Right. So um, when did you realize that a nine to five was not for you? <laughs> I think I think right away. Right. So um, I, 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 can, I, can I just interrupt for a second? It's it's amazing when I interview guys like yourself, entrepreneurs and women, it's like they knew right away. For me, it was late in my life, but still. It's I, I give you so much uh, um, as the, for lack of a better word, props yeah. <laughs> for for doing that you knew and you went for it. So go ahead. I'm sorry. So we were talking no. about the nine to five job. Yeah, I kind of like like a lot of the listeners, you know, I, I woke up one day and it's just like, man, this is I think I was meant to do more than this kind of just feeling trapped at the nine to five. I didn't like the um, kind of the cap on your income. Um, and, and I realized like, I'm not going to make a million dollars here. It's not under the desk, not under the keyboard behind the trash can. Like it's not here, it's out there. And once I got that, you know, aha moment, I just knew that I had to kind of get out and rip and run. I knew the, the money and the energy was kind of outside of that, uh, desk outside of that workforce office type of a setting. So I knew pretty early on and, you know, I was always working the nine to five to save up money. It was kind of part of my money plan of having a, uh, a threshold. So I'm just going to save up enough money to the point where I get to like 10 or $20,000. And then I can put that into real estate and then have some type of income coming off of that, that can replenish me quicker, get me to that threshold even faster. And I can do it again and again. So it was always a means to an end for me, even from like day one. Wow. Um, did you get the support that you needed early on when you made that decision that, you know, you wanted to be a real estate entrepreneur? Uh, any pushback? Anybody tell you, hey, you know, the nine to five is the way to go. It's safer, steady paycheck, benefits, you know, all the all the roses. <laughs> yeah, I think if you if you ask, the you know, enough people, you're going to get a ton of pushback. Right. Because the average person um, is going to be in that type of nine to five setting over 80% of people work a job that they hate. They hate the job. They hate their boss. 
you know, I, mean, they get I heard up every that day. stat they too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I God, mean, yeah. So if you ask eight out of 10 people, eight out of 10 are going to tell you to do um, that plan because it's, it's not um, it's not malicious. And some people think like, oh, it's malicious. They don't want to see me win. They're actually trying to protect you. They're they're fearful uh, themselves and they don't want you to go through pain and um, lose money, go into debt. Some of these things, these big fears that are in some of our heads. And the, the problem with the fear being in your head is you can't take action on it. It's not in reality. There's nothing you can do about it. So the imagined fear I found is much worse than actually going out and even running head on into some of these issues that um, the naysayers will present to you. But, you know, I definitely got some pushback, but I had a lot of support as well. Um, and it, it was just something that I think people um, wanted me to do, you know, I was young and, and uh, energetic and they're just like, go, oh, you know, the worst thing that can happen is you fail and you can always fall back on that Columbia degree, get a nine to five and, um, you know, kind of ride that out. But when you're young and you have the energy, that's the time when um, you should jump in for even for people who are a little bit later in life, you'll never be younger than you are today. So you have more energy now than you will in the future. Now is the time. Yeah, no, I like that. So when did you get into real estate? Uh, when, when, when did that you make that leap? Um, you know, and we'll talk about your first property if you've, uh, you know, and, and how did you find it and all that. But when was that moment that you got into real estate and you said that this is the career I want, this is the investment that I want? Uh, again, um, the nine to five, right? Uh-uh, not for me. So, talk, <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, talk about real estate. So it was really, um, it was my first deal. So I was working as a, a commissioned agent. And I think this is a big part of my fearlessness. Yeah. I was 100% commissioned from day one. Wow. So I didn't have that salary even in, in terms of working the nine to five to depend on. So I was looking at real estate as, hey, this is going to be a stream of income that's going to come in and uh, support me. So I was looking to do a house hack. Um, where I would put down a little bit of money, I'd be able to live in a property and potentially live for free or get paid to live. And I went out, I did my first deal. And once they put that money in your hand, that was what let me know this is for me. And, and a, a buddy of mine who was in the real estate already a few years before me, he I remember him telling me, look, they're going to put the rent in your hand, it's going to be like $2,500 cash, and you're going to run to the bank. So call me when you're like speeding to the bank. And I remember speeding to like, you know, deposit this cash into an ATM and just calling like, man, it's crazy. They gave me the money. It's, it's, you know, this is unreal. And um, once I had that experience, I knew I was hooked on a uh, rental income, being a landlord yeah. and getting these cash flow and rental properties. So how did you find your first deal? Uh, uh, and how did you fund it? Cause you know, as, investors you know this you know they always got to have money to make money but sometimes you could uh might be able to negotiate with the seller with a no money yeah. deal so can you talk about like how did you find it and how did you fund it yeah definitely so we'll talk uh you know funding first and and kind of my philosophy which is sure. to stay locked in on the logical next step sometimes we get overwhelmed most of us do and we never take any action because we're always looking at the end game like putting a tenant in and collecting rent. Right. And we want to know how to do that first before we even get a pre-qualification letter from a, a lender. Like yeah. we're, we're so far in the future. So first I went in to meet with a mortgage broker, um, got laughed out of, out of there. You know, credit is horrible. Oh, um, ended up doing some tweaks to the credit, doing a rapid rescore, 
got qualified for FHA, maybe a couple of weeks later. Okay. So that was the first step is getting that FHA uh, pre-qualification letter. And then I was just literally sacrificing whatever I could, lunch breaks, uh, leaving a job early, showing up late. I'm looking at properties every day because I believe in volume. If you can see enough volume, if you can go out and see 30, 40 deals a month and get out offers, three, four, five offers, low ball offers, you're going to lock up your deal. It's really right. a volume game and a numbers game. So I got out. I started looking at as many properties as I could. And every time I looked at a property, I would learn more and more and more and gain more confidence. And eventually I found a um, a duplex with a a finished basement. It had like a one bed kind of studio, like one bed, one bath basement um, unit that the guy who was selling it had built uh, himself. And this guy was like an ex-convict, um, <laughs> learned how to build houses in, in prison. Wow. And he had like nine houses, you know, at this time he got out, got out of prison, started building houses and was just doing real estate full time. So um, I ended up getting this property FHA. I put down, um, it was a $9,000 down deal, like three and a half percent. And then um, there were some closing costs, ended up negotiating a seller's assist, which I teach all of my students to do negotiate the oh, seller's okay. assist. So they credited me $4,200 uh, towards the closing. So I only came out of pocket $5,000, nice. uh, which I only probably had 10 or 12,000 to my name at this time. And I was cash flowing about $1,000 a month off of this deal uh, from day one. So got all my money back in five months and then kept running. Oh, wow. So any mistakes uh, that you made early on that you were able to overcome, especially in your real estate career? <laughs> Folks, yeah. if you can see Brian laughing, he's going to he's going to tell us what. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because I have, you know, and, and I'm not uh, shy about it. I have over half a million dollars of mistakes. Right. Yeah. And um, that's why I got into real estate coaching is because I don't want people to go through that pain. I'm laughing with you about it now, but yeah. I was crying about it then. You know, oh, it was, sure. uh, it's, it's very painful. My first big mistake was um, th a lot of us do this. We want to learn how to invest and we want this to be passive. And we don't know about construction. We want to get into the birth strategy, but we don't really know how to build houses. So what do we do? We go out and we start interviewing contractors. And instead of doing what we should do, which is, uh, more research, understand the cost of the materials and try to break out labor. We end up just going with the cheapest bid, right? Mm -hmm. The cheapest bid is the best. Everyone else is trying to rip me off. What you don't know is the cheapest bid sometimes it's so cheap that it's just not realistic. No one can execute on it. And that's the contractor that's there to just run off with the money. They have no ability. So they'll, they'll, what, what that means is they'll take a deal where the rehab will cost 125,000. They'll bid you out 50 K. Right. And they do this because there's nowhere you can go. If the deal goes bad or they say, hey, I need to get ahead of the draws because X, Y, Z happened. You can't pick up the phone and call another contractor and make a shift because now if you did that, you'd have to accept the reality that this is going to cost you one hundred twenty five thousand, not 50. And you underwrote the deal based on a fifty thousand dollar rehab. So it's the contractor's game, not knowing that. And I had that contractor run off with about forty thousand dollars. Uh, on that project. I ended up recovering from that. But that was the wake up moment of, you know, I need to learn what every screw nail uh, piece of sheetrock that goes into this property costs, what the labor costs and start to become my own GC so that I can eliminate this risk and continue to move forward. So that was the early uh, lesson. Yeah. And, and especially when it comes to cost, because like you said, you um, like when I thought about 
um, doing fix it and flip years ago, I, I just said, you know what, that, that's not for me. I could tell. I knew right away because you got to, like I said, every nail, every hammer, everything, because it's just going to add up. Yeah. So um, can you tell us what the Burr method is and what does each letter in the Burr method mean? Yeah, it's uh, it's buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. So it's essentially a cash, a cash recycling model. So you're going to take, uh, let's say like $30,000 and you're going to get a hard money uh, lender um, who's going to finance this deal. And I have hard money lending relationships where they'll give you like 100% of the money to acquire and rehab a property. So all you need is the know-how and closing costs, a little bit of friction. And you're going to take that $30,000, you are going to close on a deal, have a lender, fund the rehab. You're going to go through uh, maybe do a full gut renovation on a property. And it would be something like you buy it for 30K, you invest 100K into it. Now it's worth a quarter million. Um, once you're finished with that rehab, um, you're going to find a tenant to tenant that property, produce some cash flow. We're going to take that property to a credit union or Bank of America or some type of a 30 year uh, fixed mortgage company. And we're going to get the property appraised for a quarter million. They're going to give us like a 75% note against the property. So maybe we can get like $200,000 out uh, on that deal on a cash out refi. We're going to pay off the 130, uh, some of the friction that we put into the deal. And now we're going to walk away with about $50,000 of a refinance um, of a cash out refinance from that deal and then go and do it again and repeat it and repeat it. And I use this strategy actually to um, flip like a $100,000 loan into a $50 million cash flow portfolio in about five years, that's, you know, how I went out and did over 300 deals in about five years with this strategy and just recycling the capital over and over again, but also iterating, um, getting warehouses and, you know, the 20,000 square foot warehouse, the fleet of trucks and really start to cut your costs down and be, and bring contractors in house and just eliminate a lot of middlemen. But it's definitely a a powerful uh, tool on, Um, on your tool belt. Do you use, um, so do you keep a, a team of contractors, agents and all that? Do you just um, only do uh, the Pennsylvania area? Do you do any other state or you just mostly at home and you just built a team of reliable contractors, realtors, you know, inspectors, whatever it is. And at, I'm not saying at a moment's notice, but you could always call them to, you know, to help you out. Yeah, to step in. No, absolutely. Philadelphia became the nucleus. I was all, also, you know, always doing deals in Baltimore. Um, I, I've, I've done deals in, in Jersey, uh, New York, Delaware, Texas. Would so that I be like long to, distance for you? In other words, do you go to see them themselves or you have like, uh, uh, I guess, boots on the ground, property scouts? Helping exactly. You out? No, okay. you, you took the words out of my mouth. It's, <laughs> it's all about boots on the ground, right? So everything... Yeah. Everything that I did, which shocks a lot of people, you know, I did all of this while living in New York. So I was always at least two state lines away. Okay. Um, even though I'm from Philly and I have a lot of resources there, I, I quickly learned, and, and this was like a major lesson early on, as I was going down to Philly, when I was working on two deals at a time, it's fine. Once I got up to about six deals at once, I would drive down to Philly from New York. I'd go see maybe three or four deals. The contractors are pulling at you. People are asking you questions. Before you know it, you're back on the road. You didn't even see all of your properties. So I started to learn that the technology, if I could sit behind the tech, I could actually be air traffic control. I could see everything every day 
just through smartphones, inspections, videos, boots on the ground systems and people um, and cameras. So I started to build that out. And now that's what I that's how I teach people to invest. So I actually have people in my um, mentorship program from Canada, from Hawaii, from you know California, from Texas, Arkansas, like the Midwest, all over the place. And they're learning not only how to invest in their backyard, but some of their backyards are priced out. Like if you're in California, well, the question becomes, how New do you York. invest? <laughs> well, they, well, there you go. In New York, we're priced <laughs> out as well. So how do you take your money and put it in the Baltimore where yeah. it goes further, where you can get a, a duplex for 50K yeah. versus, you know, 850,000 to a million dollars in New York. So you have to learn how to make your money go a bit further and investing out of town is a big part of that. You know, one of the things um, I think is the hardest, like uh, some of the um, newbies that want to get into real estate, uh, their issue is obviously because they're, they live here in New York, but it's finding boots on the ground. Can you give a couple of pointers on how do you find boots on the ground? I mean, like you said, you know, you got the smartphone, so you don't even have to be there most of the time if, if any at all. Um, I guess, you know, cause I, and you tell me if you heard this too, Brian, we're talking with, uh, Brian, uh, Grimes and our, you know, today's topic is a good one. It's a burn method. Um, they always say, you know, you just put an ad on Craigslist or Facebook marketplace. Um, is that a way, is that a way to go? I even seen some ads on Craigslist that, oh, you know, we'll, we need boots on the ground, but we have to vet you first. Um, can you explain how does Brian does this method of finding boots on the ground? Yeah, like if I'm looking for somebody kind of from the cold market, I'll do like an indeed.com. Um, I'll try to stay off of like a Craigslist or even even a Facebook. Not that you can't find good people there. You can find good people anywhere. But I'll do like an indeed.com. I'll be looking for a recent college grad who mm-hmm. has an interest in real estate, maybe a background in like photography, free, uh, freelance photography. They're good with technology. Um, they want to work a camera. And I can train them into being like a, a junior inspector. So I'll offer different training and I'll put them with one of my current inspectors and, and get them kind of into the into the company. Um, so there is that. I also recommend, you know, a lot of us in, in most of these cities uh, that we want to invest in, in, in these different areas we want to invest in, will be like a few degrees of separation from somebody who's just sitting on the couch, um, driving Uber and not really doing much. And you can come in and say, look, for some extra, you can make some extra beer money, you know, running, running a a smartphone through one of these projects three times a week, 15 minutes a visit and, you know, extra hundred dollars a week, that hundred dollars a week is going to speed up your job. Yeah. Probably five X. It's going to keep you from getting burned by contractors. It's going to keep, keep the, I I call it like the rehab pace, right? There's a pace just like in sports. There's like a rhythm and a pace to how a certain team plays like we're a fast break team we we get the ball out of the uh out of the net and we run like we're just running gun yeah. there's a pace to the money and there's a certain speed and you need that uh boots on the ground presence if you're not physically there you need a physical representation of you there to keep that rehab speed at a, a profitable level so just having this person there increases your profits like tenfold in my opinion and not having that presence is how you you get burned like 99% of the time. If somebody gets burned by a contractor, they had no boots on the ground presence. They were working a nine to five and couldn't get there until the weekends. And they were depending on the contractor to send them pictures and videos and updates. And trust me, it's very easy to just not take the picture here and tilt the camera and cut out, you know, all the bad work. It's very easy. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I you know, it's funny because I have heard uh, people talk about Indeed.com and uh, I never even thought about it. Um, I, 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 you know, other people were talking about some, uh, I think it was BPO, PhotoFlow. Another one was, was called We Go Look. So, yeah. and, and like I said, I did think of, like I said, I heard and maybe I even talked to somebody about it indeed, but I never thought that it, that would be perfect for like trying to find uh, real estate, you know, newbies there. Um, so a new investor, someone that wants that you meet in a networking event and they want to get into real estate and they, you know, they hear this podcast and they say, I want to start up with the Burr method. Would you recommend a brand new investor starting with the Burr method? A brand new investor, you can definitely start with the Burr method. However, this is not like, you know, HGTV. Um, this is not Property <laughs> Brothers, right? So yeah, exactly. you're going to want to go in with, with mentorship. Uh, you really are because you can lose a lot of money in this game. And one thing that I don't hear this message out there enough, if at all, there is a, a cost breakdown between the School of Hard Knocks and mentorship that people just don't know about. I certainly didn't know. And I was one that was looking for mentorship before I went, you know, added alone. The cost difference people think is like, oh, you know, maybe two, three, four X, five X. It's a hundred X. The cost difference between the school of hard knocks and mentorship is about a hundred X. So if you're sitting on half a million dollars and you want to go blow it to learn, then just, you know, go out and kick the tires around and go blow your money. Right, if right. you don't have half a million dollars to blow, you need you might have to take, you know, 500 bucks or a couple grand and get in a mentorship uh, program and get some coaching that's going to save you from that half a million dollars of mistakes. Because the school of hard knocks, it is not inexpensive. You will learn, you will get experience, and you will get better if you stick with it. But from an expense standpoint, you need to understand it's about 100x uh, more expensive than mentorship. So you really are cheating yourself um, by not going out and getting educated first, especially with something like the birth strategy, which is so unforgiving. Yeah. You know, Brian, you had, <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because I remember when I wanted to get into real estate years ago, I was an HGTV fan. I mean, I couldn't <laughs> stop watching the, 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 that channel. I mean, you, you know, yeah. I was, and I'm like, wow, fix it, flip, you know, it makes it so easy. And then until I started you do networking, it. Yeah. Well, that I never did it because I, I talked to people and they told me yeah. how hard it was. And then I'm, I realized it's just another job, you know, yeah. for me personally. So um, talk about your uh, 24-7 cash flow university. How did that start? What, what did you see in the marketplace for a need of uh, having the, um, the uh, program? Yeah, I think when you're when you're having success in anything, people will want to start like picking your brain. Let me take you to coffee, take you to lunch. And there's almost almost. Uh, it's a disservice, right? Because there's only so much you can give somebody in a cup of coffee when you're talking about like a decade's worth of experience rehabbing hundreds of properties. It's very hard to convey all of that information informally. So I was helping a few like friends and family informally to get out of the nine to five and break free. And that was working. So I just thought to myself, well, what if I actually build a system out of this? What if I systemized the process for how I went from like zero to over 300 properties in five years? Yeah. So I, I went into the back cave and I put together the 24-7 Cashflow University and 100 Keys Masterclass, where I break down all the content on uh, teachable.com and easy to follow, like video tutorials, whiteboards, and just modules, me walking through properties, doing inspections, right. breaking down the entire game, because it was what I wish I had. You know, 
you're I'm somebody who's gotten burned by contractors and just gone through all the pain of hard knocks. And I don't while I survived it, there are many who would have quit, you know, a long time ago. And I don't want people to not have the chance to break free from the nine to five and um, change their family's life because some contractor runs off with their money and they never got educated. So I just wanted to be that resource uh, for people. And I also want wanted uh, to provide true one-on-one mentorship, which really isn't out there. There are a lot of courses out there, yeah. And you sign up and it's like cookie cutter. They slap you in a course. You never talk to anybody. You might talk to uh, somebody's assistant who's never done a deal before. <laughs> and that doesn't help you either. Yeah. Um, you really need a one on one kind of personalized mentor who can and the person who's actually done the deals who can really walk you through your first few deals. So until you get the hang of this thing and then it becomes like riding a bike. So I want it to be that resource, that different voice out there that says, look, I know there's cookie cutter stuff. I know there's boot courses. This is a men- this isn't a course. It's a mentorship program, and I want it to be that voice, uh, you know, on the marketplace as well. Yeah, no, uh, uh, perfectly said. I think sometimes people want to go at it alone, or you know, they go with a partner, and then they realize that you know that, like you said, the school of hard knocks in the street is going to cost you much, much more than yeah. trying to find a, a coach. And, and right now, you know, with the advent of, of the internet, meetup groups, bigger pockets yourself, um, there's mentors out there that are available. Obviously you got to vet them and talk to them and all that, but the coaching is available now, right? Uh, Brian compared to maybe 10 years ago where to me, oh, he, a little harder now because of, of yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't available 10 years ago. Like yeah. YouTube wasn't built out. Uh, Instagram wasn't built out, even Facebook, people weren't marketing and advertising, you would have some website uh, that you Googled, and uh, somebody who was charging you, you know, $10,000 for 10, you know, 30 minute consultations over the phone. And that was what that was what you were going to get, you know, at that time. So you really had to do hard knocks. Now you don't have to there, it it makes absolutely no sense to do hard knocks. And I I wasn't even trying to do hard knocks. It just, you know, the mentorship didn't exist back then. Right, right. No. Well, first of all, Brian, thank you so much for being on um, peer-to-peer real estate show. Really appreciate it. Before I let you go, just a couple more things. What keeps you motivated? What what drives Brian early in the morning? Uh, maybe, you know, you had a couple of good deals, bad deals, whatever you go through, but what, what keeps what keeps you going? It's really my kids at this point. You know, I got two young guys. I got a, a three-year-old and a, and a 10-month-old. And, you know, you don't realize, especially as a, as a father of two young boys, like you don't realize um, how much they're watching until they, they keep getting older and you just realize like they're watching you. And I want to keep setting that tone for them that no matter if you get knocked down, you have a bad deal or, you know, what's happening, you get up the next day and you, you give your all into it. So really, my boys just keep me, um, you know, keep me motivated and focused and locked in. I'm, I'm doing this for the last name, not the first. Yeah, 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 no, I like that. Yeah, as they say, what's a general, uh, general, uh, what's that? What's the word I'm looking for? Generational wealth or something like that? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, any books you would like to recommend? Because if I missed a book that you had or written, you have at least one or two in you. You know that, right, uh, Brian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, one is, you know, I have the, the 24-7 cash flow playbook. That's a PDF that you guys can all tap into if, if you, uh, you know, backlink through any of my channels. And that will teach you kind of the, the basics of how to break free from the nine to five, how okay. to fire your boss, I'll call it. But my favorite that. book. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, my favorite book is The Richest Man in Babylon. 
So this will teach you like, you know, personal finance and how to uh, build wealth and just think differently. Just think like a, you know, a true long-term uh, wealth builder. So the richest man in Babylon, and and now you can go on YouTube and type in richest man in Babylon and listen to the the audio book and and put it on two x the speed for free. So you know, there's no reason not to tap in and, and get that knowledge. Yeah, no, definitely, I agree there. So we got your book, the twenty four seven cash flow book, and the richest man in Babylon. And if somebody wanted to find you, what's the best way? The best way you can find me on YouTube, Brian loves cash flow, and it, it's easy to remember because I love cash flow. So Brian <laughs> loves cash flow on YouTube. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Brian Grimes underscore yeah. two four uh, seven CFU twenty four seven Cash Flow University. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Brian Grimes. You can Google Brian Grimes uh, says or Brian Grimes explains, and you'll find some of my. Uh, video content where I'm breaking down the game for you guys. And then everything is backlinked um, to some of my my free trainings. I put together free trainings for you guys that'll show you how to acquire properties for pennies on a dollar all across the country from uh, people in pre-foreclosure, people who are uh, owners of distressed properties. We teach you uh, how to use creative financing. So you, you don't even need cash or credit. Uh, a ton of that's cash. My, that's my niche. This, I love creative financing. Creative financing. Yeah. Creative yeah. Financing. yeah seller financing. Okay. Subject yeah. to lease purchase options, land, uh, land contracts, uh, sandwich lease options. Okay. Uh, we teach you all of that stuff. Right. So and we give you the contracts and uh, show you how to skip trace and go find people. So this this uh, this game now and where it's at with the knowledge, you guys can get into this uh, much easier than, than me and William got into this game. Tell me about um, it. <laughs> with much more knowledge and, and just have success and hit this out of the park. And and I truly want you guys to do better than, uh, you know, than both of us have, have done over the years. You know, it's funny that you say that, uh, uh, Brian, because I remember years ago when I started, I, you know, everything was either through newspapers back when I used to buy papers before, like, I think 2010, I stopped, but um, it was newspapers and real estate, a few me- real estate meetups, but it's just, um, the knowledge is out there, you know, yeah. um, and I appreciate you, you know, you putting out the videos and letting people learn from you, you know, you're giving back so much, which, which is amazing. And uh, I want to thank you for that. Also, Brian, thank you so much for being on pay to pay real estate podcast. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Thank you so much, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Already. All right. Bye-bye. Well, everyone, that was Brian Grimes. And you can find him on LinkedIn. I'll put his information on the show notes. Brian, thank you so much for being on Peer to Peer Real Estate Show. Really appreciate it. You can find me at peer to peer real estate.com. That's peer to number two, peer real estate.com. Check out our past shows, check out our blog, and check out our resource page. Also, when you get a chance, please go to Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, tell us how we can make this show better. And before I go, guys, just a couple more things. Do not give up on your dreams. Fight for it, guard it, protect it. Don't let anyone talk you out of it. And I really believe if you keep the momentum going, good things will happen. On behalf of Peer to Pay Real Estate Show, I'm William Morales. Until next time, thanks everybody. Have a great day and please stay safe. Bye.